The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do, like me taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. Hey there, it's Gary Parrish. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel finding dodo birds and leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me. If you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button like your Brandon Davies. You have consent. If you haven't yet, subscribe to the CBS Sports College Basketball YouTube channel. Also do that while you're here. Okay, let's get into it. Since we last podcasted, I have updated the top 25 and one at least once, and my most recent move was to push North Carolina, the Tar Heels, into the rankings at number 26 in version 8.0 based on the fact that R.J. Davis and Armando Baycott will presumably now be joined in the starting lineup by three high major transfers. Harrison Ingram from Stanford, Jalen Withers, Louisville, Cormac Ryan, Notre Dame, dead leg. I'm kind of believing in North Carolina again. Why? Can you get there with me? Can you get there with me? Uh, well, I don't know if I can get there with you at this stage. At this stage, I don't. Doesn't know. that sound like a pretty, just in theory, like a pretty nice starting lineup? Um, it sounds okay, uh, but I'm gonna I'll pause mine. Tell me, tell me who you bumped and why you decided to put, aside from you know, your classic clickbaiting ways. Mm. Why did you decide to? Like Harrison Ingram's inclusion was enough for you to to boot. Who did you boot out, and why? Why are you thinking this is well they, justifiable? They got they got Ryan and, and Ingram, um, you know, in a like two or three day span in between mm-hmm. me updating the top twenty five and one. And when they did that on top of the Withers thing, I just looked at the projected starting lineup and like that, and was like, that's that's a good that should be a good that should be a good team. I don't know. Last season's team should have been a good team. I I hear you. I understand. But on paper, I look at that starting lineup and I go, it's experienced. They've got two undeniably awesome guys in R.J. Uh, Davis and Armando Baycott. Mm-hmm. Harrison Ingram can theoretically be your third best player. That's a nice role for him. Um, I, you know, I, I think Ryan can be a reliable shooter, but he's only 35% for his career. Withers shot above 40% from three this past season. You know, Ingram is what he is, 10.5 points, 5.8 rebounds, 3.7 assists. A guy who was on NBA draft radars 
coming out of high school, that's dimmed a little bit. But still, if he can be your your third best player, uh, that's a that's a that that should suggest that you should be a a, a pretty good team. I would hesitate to say I I, I bumped any. I I didn't want to. I didn't well, punish someone Missouri. Got <laughs> someone, yeah, got it's just. Somebody got knocked out, but it was uh, pushed down is, a, I think, a more polite way to say you it. Booted them out if of the party. Gonna, is what you if did. you're going to take North Carolina and put them in at 26, whoever was 26 has to go to what amounts to 27, and that would be Missouri. I thought about putting North Carolina even higher, but then I just logically I don't think I could rationalize it because I've got Mississippi State at 25, and I have Mississippi State set to return the top five scores from a team that was better than North Carolina this past season. So mm-hmm. I kept – Mississippi State ahead of Carolina, but I did get Carolina in, and um, I, I I genuinely believe that this this is going to be one of the the can be can be one of the twenty six or so best teams in the country. I like the roster. I what I like what they've done through the portal. They're now going to be old. Um, they're going to have shooting. They've got legitimate guys at every position in the starting lineup. I like it on paper. Whether I like it on a court, we'll see. But I like it on paper. If all players are healthy, is it conceivable that UNC gets its act together, not only makes the tournament, but is on the six or seven line or better? Uh, that's conceivable, uh, certainly. If you put them you know, in the 26th spot overall, that equates to being a seven seed. I could see that. Here are the stats on them, uh, each of the, you know, the, the starting five, because I think this will be. I think I would think this will be UNC starting five. It'll be uh, Baycott, Davis, Withers, Ryan Ingram. Ingram averaged 10.5 points, 5.8 rebounds, 3.7 assists, shot 41% last season. Like solid, not great, but solid on, on Stanford. Jalen Withers, 8.9 points, 5.3 rebounds. He's a 6.94 with some shooting range. Again, on a bad team. Who did we just talk about? Uh, who got the best player on Louisville? And we were like, well, what does that mean? That was on like last week's episode. Who am I blanking? It was L. Ellis. Yeah, L. Ellis. Exactly. So, you know, uh, you know, what applies to one should probably apply to another there. So we'll see. And then Ryan at Notre Dame averaged 12.3 points, 4.5 rebounds, 2.5 assists. He also shot 41%. Baycott and Davis will be the engine, the spirit of the team as they should. They combined last year to average 32 points. And if you can believe it, almost 16 boards between the two of them, two very different players. I'm all in on RJ Davis. I always have been. I've watched that dude in 30 different games over the past two seasons come up with big shots and make good plays in big moments. Sometimes those shots and those moments didn't wind up leading to North Carolina victories for one reason or another. Um, his shooting averages are actually lower than I would anticipate given how how good he's been often in the clutch. We'll see. Off the bench, you're going to have some combination of guys who will need to step up. I mean, Jalen Washington, 2.2 points per game. Uh, Seth Trimble, who's going to be a sophomore, he took 44 shots total last season. How much run will he get? How big of a jump will he be able to make? DeMarco Dunn, 2.7 points per game. They're bringing in Paxson Wojcik, another transfer from Brown. He started his career at Loyola Chicago. He's a 6'5 shooting guard, 38% three-point shooter. He will definitely get minutes next season. Question is, will UNC be a team that is, you know, a seven-deep roster, a nine-deep roster? We'll see. The impact of the freshman is to be determined. They've got a point guard coming in, Simeon Wiltshire, who's a top 40 prospect. They've got a power forward named Zayden High, who's a top 60 prospect, who I frankly don't expect to get a lot of run. UNC was 20-13 and 13 last season, had the number 51 offense uh, and number 46 defense at, at Ken Palm. I, I, I'm... I'm suspicious of this, honestly. Um, the players could wind up 
you know, making a difference, but they also are coming from 14 and 19 Stanford, 11 and 21 Notre Dame, and four and 28 Louisville. So you are bringing in three players that wanted to improve their uh, situations and circumstances, but they were all on bad teams. Not to say that they are bad players. I'm not saying that. I'm saying there are three players that are coming from unhappy environments going into an environment that was as in disarray, uh, not as in disarray, but you know, from the power conference perspective, uh, no team was, was as much of a week over week over week story about will they get it together? Will they not just the noise and volume and whirring and buzzing around UNC. We'll see if this concoction works GP. Uh, I could change my mind by the time I have to do my master ranking, the top 101 teams in October uh, that I do each year right now. I don't think I would put North Carolina top 30, which isn't to say I, I won't change my mind. I could, and they could grow into that, but I almost, I got to see it like last season was, detrimental and weird enough that I just got to see how this concoction works. And I got to see like Trimble and Washington. Like I got to see these guys. It can't just be, they cannot be a team that doesn't have a bet. They cannot do that again. There can, this cannot be Ingram withers. Ryan Davis Baycock cannot be your iron five. That cannot be the approach there. Hubert Davis had a solid first season that went to a magical run to the title game. And then year two was all over the place. Year three, there's enough out there that I can't give him the benefit of the doubt just yet. There's some intrigue there. Baycott coming back is huge. He will be a preseason All-American as he should be. But I disagree with you on putting them in the rankings as of version 8.0 on April 25th. Yeah, it's reasonable. Um, I will say that when I had to write the comment for it, it was difficult because most of these comments are like, Creighton is expected to bring back three starters from a team that did this good thing and that good thing and that good thing. And it's like um, Purdue is expected to bring back six of the top seven whatevers from a team that was won the Big Ten in the Big Ten tournament and was a one seed in the NCAA tournament. It's like this ranking is based on this team bringing back people from a team that did nice things this past season. I got to North Carolina. It was like, oh, wow, this is going to be challenging. And it's like this ranking is based on the Tar Heels returning two of the top three scorers from a team that I think this is actually what I put spent much of the season in the top 30 at Ken Palm. I didn't know what to that, do. That is, that is, I mean, that is reaching. Because <laughs> it's also not like, I understand that. Like, some of that was preseason priors. Uh, UNC was not a top 30 team last season. We all agree on that. Uh, on balance, really, at the end of it, let me see where they wound up at Ken Palm. 43, I think. Yeah, 40, I was about to say, they weren't even a top, they were not a top 40 team on balance. Uh, so there is a lot of that. And by the way, there's still... Uh, Carolina has one or two open scholarships still. So the work is not done. Like they're going to add at least another transfer. We'll see how, of how much impact that transfer will or won't be. It's it's an interesting spot overall. I get it. Like I do get it, but I, I just, I think more people than, especially after the noise with all this, I think that's where you might've been going on this. Um, UNC just, I understand why a lot of people got sick of UNC. I get it. And I don't, dis I don't disagree. At least we got, we've got some intrigue here and like Baycott coming back. I think this is, is frankly, it's a, not just a great thing for UNC, but for the ACC and for college basketball uh, and his self-deprecation posting the photo of Perry Ellis after he announced he was coming back. Like I love all of that stuff. And I think Davis uh, really might be, I think Davis and, and Baycott could get to the level where they are both all American type players, top 20 players in the sport. Baycott's already there. Davis is, is capable of it. The cast around them, though, let's see how three different kinds of players. Yes, they have talent, but they are coming from bad situations, how they integrate. And I'm projecting them to start. I, maybe that changes once we get to preseason stuff. 
But to just harp on this again, uh, maybe it'll be Wojcik, but like w- at least one of Washington Trimble done, like at least one of those guys has to step up in a major, major, major way. At least one, ideally uh, two of the three wind up being major contributors there, but there's, there's work to be done. And obviously the skeptics are out and they're out there in abundance on Hubert Davis right now. Yeah. Like I, I guess I'd bottom line it this way. I like the starting lineup on paper and they have other transfers two top 60 freshmen and other players within the program. And out of that collection of guys, you need three of them to be quality role players. Can they be? I think so. I'm betting that they can, but um, you know, I've lost bets before let's move on. Alabama's basketball program had another run in with the law. We'll get into that next first a word from our partners. Robert half research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So former Wichita State player Jaquan Walton who had previously announced that he was transferring to Alabama, was arrested in Tuscaloosa on a charge of second-degree possession of marijuana. And the way that incident went down, best I can tell is you had a bunch of cars sort of just hanging out at an apartment complex, right? Uh, Cops approach a vehicle, that Walton is seated in, front passenger seat. They smell weed. Cops ask him to get out of the car. Walton tells them there is a loaded gun under his seat. They find that. And also two more loaded guns. So three loaded guns in this car with a basketball player who had announced that he was transferring to the University of Alabama. Nate Oates very quickly released a statement yesterday Uh, That read this way, Alabama is no longer recruiting Jaquan Walton, and he will not be a student athlete at the University of Alabama. So uh, swift uh, decision making there. If I'm going relatively swift, the incident happened on Saturday and it came down Monday. So relatively swift. It's not like it happened the next morning. The public, you know, the reports actually came out. And then I was prompted to reach out to Nate Oates, who did respond. And then shortly thereafter, he did put out the the statement there. So uh, I guess I guess what I'll say say this. Yeah, I. I'm ha- yes, they waited till Monday, but like they did it on Monday. That's good enough for me. Like, sure. right? It's good enough for me. If I'm going to criticize Nate and that basketball program university for how they handled the Brandon Miller situation, I will credit them for how they handled this. I think they got this one right. And I cannot overstate how goofy you have to be as a human to be committed to play basketball at the University of Alabama and be mm-hmm. in a car with three loaded guns. According to what I read, yeah, he's in a car, and the two things are not connected, but just the optics are bad. Very near where mm-hmm. Jamia Harris was shot and killed. It's like yeah. not far from there. Right. I just don't. I cannot. I other than sometimes young people do dumb things, I cannot comprehend how you could be committed to play basketball at the University of Alabama and be in a car with three loaded guns. Yeah. You just have to be smarter than that. And honestly, at this point, it, it would be uh, a program rule for me if I were Nate Oates. 
if you were caught in a car with a gun, you're dismissed, period. I don't care who you are. Just know that we, however we ran this basketball program once upon a time, we're now running it differently. We cannot be around guns. We cannot be involved in guns. That's the rule. If you get caught in a car with a gun, I don't care if the gun's yours. I don't, you're done. You're done with us. And Jaquan Walton is now done um, as a possible Alabama to basketball player, and he should be. It's just mm. incredibly irresponsible, reckless yes. to put himself in that situation. By the way, absurdly ironic, also legal. Uh, well, that's why there is no gun charge. Correct. Pulling from the patch, uh, pulling from, from the patch.com story from Ryan Phillips' story. Um, he, he, uh, I'm going to quote tweet, uh, or quote exactly what I t- tweeted out on Monday. Second degree possession of marijuana is a class A misdemeanor in Alabama. Those found guilty face up to a year in jail and fines up to $6,000 with consideration to the firearms concealed carry of a handgun without a pistol permit became legal in Alabama on January 1, 2023. Uh, that's a whole different... Uh, by the way, just you're more within the law to have a loaded gun without a permit, without a permit concealed, then you mm-hmm. are to have some weed, right? Even just, yeah, second degree possession. Uh, that, yeah, uh, but that is why I would it, much rather is, that is why he had a, a, a mugshot up was not not the gun. The guns why he's off the team or was it is it wasn't isn't enrolling in Alabama. But that's not why he got in trouble with the law. It's it's just it's just incredible. Yeah. What a country we we live in. And by the way. You always hear about um, athletes getting busted because police smelled marijuana. And then the search is on, right? Yeah. Can't they just get vape pens with no scent like every parent in America has? I didn't I didn't realize this was an ongoing thing in households across this, this nation. But uh, Can't you just get a vape pen with no scent? That way nobody ever smells the scent of marijuana in your car. I can't I can't speak to that. I, I don't I don't know. I can't problem solve that specifically on this on this, though. Uh, Nate Oates lost all of his assistants to different all his three assistants all got head jobs elsewhere. Uh, he has hired Austin Clanch to be his lead assistant. He still hasn't filled out his staff. So this was over the weekend when there was a spring live period. Like a lot of coaches went to Atlanta for the Nike EYBL event. There was stuff uh, in a few spots around the country. And so uh, I don't know who was overseeing just general operations of the men's basketball program, but there's, he doesn't even have a full staff. So part of this, uh, you know, the backdrop to some of this is that you didn't have uh, the big boss wasn't even on campus. He wasn't even in the state uh, as far as I know, uh, which was how, what I was also going to tag with that in terms of uh, the response that I probably got back Sunday, they got things in order. And then, yeah, they, they made the dismissal on Monday. Um, this will probably be a headline that is mostly forgotten like a month from now. But uh, two things here. One, yes, promptly, you know, dismissing Walton, who was, you know, a productive player at Wichita State. He transferred out and was anticipated to be a factor on that team, you know, uh, from a team that was a one seed. Like his his commitment, his public commitment almost a month ago was a was a significant uh, a significant deal to Alabama. Uh, but this would not be something we might not even be talking on the podcast about had it not been 
uh, a situation in Alabama that was so badly bungled to begin with, oh, uh, which it just speaks to more kind of PR 101. If you don't handle the stuff properly the first time, especially if you bungle it on uh, chance number two and chance number three, then any small thing that comes up in the future that makes people think back to that thing makes it look even worse in retrospect. And so that's how it applies to Alabama here. At least there was some swift action there, maybe made easier by the fact that he wasn't enrolled at Alabama um, with the way that Oates phrased it. It was just, we're no longer recruiting him, but he, make no mistake. He, he was in, <laughs> he was in Tuscaloosa. He was in the process of joining that program. Uh, he no longer is. And now he is effectively back in the transfer portal. We'll see where he winds up. But yeah, a tremendously stupid decision and the right call by Nate Oates. Anything short of that, and you best assured, uh, it would have become, even in the early parts of the offseason, GP, that would have become you know a national headline in sports yet again. But he has sidestepped that and made the right decision, and onward we go. Well, you're exactly right. Like, if this was just Jaquan Walton, Richita State player, we would not even be talking about Correct. it. Correct. Uh, but because it's Jaquan Walton who was committed to play basketball at the University of Alabama, it is quite literally a national headline. Last thing I'll say, my recommendation to all, all, all players, all young people, stay away from guns. And if you have to smoke, get scentless vape pens. Okay. It's not that difficult. Gummies if you prefer. Mm-hmm. But like, can't get your you can't get your car filled with guns searched because somebody smelled marijuana. Scentless vape pens. If you're gonna smoke in a car, that's the way to do it. Some big East news. Mm. Arthur Kaluma indicates he's leaving Creighton. Zach Fremantle indicates he's returning to Xavier. You surprised by either one of those developments? What uh, what's your read on the Kaluma stuff before we get to Fremantle? He is maintaining his college eligibility, according to the Omaha uh, newspaper. I was just didn't want to mess it up. That's right. Omaha World Leader. I'm here for you. I got you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. Okay. Um, but there is nothing in his announcement that suggests he's planning to return to Creighton. So for top 25 and one purposes, I now have him projected to not be on Creighton's roster. And as I explained in version 8.0, if he goes through the draft process and genuinely maintains his college eligibility and then decides to come back, I'll adjust accordingly then. But he didn't sound like a person who intends to be back in college. Sometimes you get these announcements and they say, I'm going to test the waters. I'm maintaining my college eligibility, leaving all options open. Okay. Well then I, if you're a projected to, to not get picked, I'll assume under those circumstances, you're just going to go to, through the process and probably come back to school. But Kaluma's uh, announcement indicated none of that. Um, it, it sounded like a guy who's done with college. And, uh, and if so, I, I wish him luck. I'm not sure who'll get picked, but I, but I wish him luck. And uh, it, it, without him, Creighton goes from being a team that could have brought back everybody to a team that now loses Ryan Nimhard and Arthur Kaluma. Still be very good. I think I've got him 11th in the top 25 and one, but obviously not as good, at least not on paper. Yeah, the World Herald's report here says uh, Kaluma thanked Blue Jay coaches, teammates, and for fans for, quote, an unforgettable two years. I am proud of what we accomplished together and will cherish the memories and relationships for a lifetime. So that would certainly indicate that that is the case. Uh, the draft deadline happened over this past weekend. Before we get out of here, I'll just give you some some notable names to know. But that is significant Big East news. Big East is, you know, as interesting of a league as we've had and we 
we talked in the past month or so. The Fremantle stuff is certainly intriguing. You do not have Xavier ranked. Am I? Am I uh, speculating? I do, I do not. They're on a list of teams. I like. I, they're on a list of teams. I have on a list, but I do on not the, have them. Well, okay. They're on the list. They're on. A, they're on a list. I made a list, and they're on it. The list kind of covers that part, but I hear what you're saying there. Um, they and getting Fremantle back, I think, is huge to Xavier's potential bona fides as a top 25 team for a second straight season under Sean Miller. He averaged 15 points, 8.1 rebounds. He had surgery on a stress reaction in his foot. Remember, Xavier was a three seed, made the Sweet 16. It's going to lose Colby Jones. Jack Nungy is also done. Uh, but Desmond Claude will be back. Jerome Hunter will be back. Um, they got uh, Quincy Olivieri. Um, who else did they get in the transfer portal? They got uh, what's his name? Knight. Two, uh, two all CUSA caliber players. I, I think that's probably fair. Uh, Davion McKnight from Western Kentucky. I, I think that is fair if uh, if you want to keep him on the outside looking in. Uh, Fremantle coming back is huge, though. That that will keep Xavier in the conversation to be a factor in the Big East. Won't be the preseason Big East favorite or anything like that, but that is, that is certainly notable. Uh, and for him to return, particularly, it was... I don't know if Xavier ultimately winds up getting any further than it did in the tournament. You know, it got a good seed. It was debatable whether it should have been a three or four. It got a three. I didn't have an issue with it. It gets a three. It makes the regional semis, and then it goes up against Texas, and it loses. If they have Fremantle, they might wind up losing. Really, there's no, you know, who's to say one way or the other, right? Uh, But not having him from early February on did ultimately have an impact on, like, if they had him, maybe Marquette doesn't win the Big East tournament, or, you know, who knows. But he is going to return, and I do think that is fairly significant. And a Big East that is loaded up with storylines, I think it's fair for Xavier fans, who were going to get there anyway, to expect to be back in the tournament. Um, They're going to bring in four freshmen. This is a team that finished 16th in the Massey composite, went 27-10. and They've got Abu Usman, who was an all-league center from North Texas as well. So there are going to be a few guys on the roster that people aren't that familiar with, but I do think they'll probably have enough. Now, they won't have a guy like Sule Boom, who was just, you know, a top-five transfer. And on that note, by the way, later this week, we will have... We're doing something new. We might be a couple weeks late on it. Maybe we do it or, uh, you know, earlier in April next year. But we have an all-transfer team, including our transfer of the year. Won't spoil that here, but look for that at cbsports.com later in the week. Sule Boom was, uh, was involved in that voting, and you'll have to see if he made the cut or not. But he was very, very, very good. Losing him, um, be interesting to see how they replace his style. But Fremantle GP, that is, a, that is a good get, and they are a team that should be on the list of your lists. Yeah, Fremantle returning to Xavier is big for Xavier, but it's one of those where I'm like, well, of course he's returning to Xavier. What else was he going to do? You well, know? I know he's been there a long time. He had a, he had surgery. I don't know. I just, I didn't know for sure if that was going to be the situation. Yeah, like I, 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 my perspective on those are pretty simple. Like you're not expected to get picked. You have a extra year of eligibility. I assume you're going to be back in college at the place where you played, unless you enter the transfer yeah. portal. But either way, you're exactly right. Fremantle back to Xavier. Big, big development for the Musketeers. And it's something that, you know, once I created a list, I made sure that they were on it. What I'm trying to say more than anything else, though, is that if you have a scentless vape pen, you can still get high, but nobody can smell the scent of marijuana and then then search the car. We have like 12 year olds that listen to the podcast. That's all. Just going to remind you that we got, we got, we got, we got a young contingent out there. Yeah. Let me be clear. I'm not, I'm not in favor of 12 year olds smoking. Okay. And I'm not in favor of anybody smoking who doesn't want to smoke. 
I'm not trying to convince anybody to smoke. What I am trying to convince smokers to do is be smarter about it, particularly if you are about to be on scholarship at a major university. Scentless vape pens, if you must smoke in the car, scentless vape pens are definitely the way to go. Fair enough. All right. Over the weekend, we had... Oh, man. We had the NBA uh, early draft declaration deadline uh, came and went. So there's a lot of names out there. Um, here are most of the players I'm about to mention. Just to, just a heads up. If, you're, if you can't keep track, I don't blame you whatsoever. Um, but some guys to keep an eye on that either I think should return or will return or they're just... You know, they're testing the waters, but it doesn't seem, you know, with the exception of one or two, more likely than not that they'll they'll be gone. So at the top of the list is Zach Eady and Oscar Shibway. We wait and see what those guys do. There's a couple of teams. I got five teams here that have two names apiece of guys like Kaluma's probably gone. Trey Alexander also declared for Creighton at Rutgers, Cliff Amore, Paul Mulcahy. Uh, that's a duo where if they return, obviously that's major. Texas, you know, Dylan Mitchell, Tyrese Hunter, both technically have their names in the draft right now. We'll see Adem Bona, Tiger Campbell at UCLA. Both have eligibility. Both are testing the waters. And then UConn, as we mentioned previously, it's got Andre Jackson and, yes, Tristan Newton testing the waters. Other guys that are still going through this process will be interesting to see. Reese Beekman, that's a big one. We'll see what he does. Him returning to Virginia would be major. I could see that going either way. Same deal with Kobe Brown at Missouri, who GP just kicked out, just kicked him out entirely of the top 25 and one. Kobe Brown is going through the process. One of the bigger names, Jeremy Roach at Duke. We'll wait and see what he's doing. Julian Phillips at Tennessee, I think is kind of a sneaky name to keep an eye on. Um, our dribble handoff on Wednesday has, uh, is about this kind of stuff. And who's in, the, who's, in the, who's in the process right now that you think would be better suited to return? My pick on that is Jordan Walsh of Arkansas. That's another name to know. Lamont Butler of, uh, of Final Four Glory of San Diego State. He is in there. Isaiah Stevens, I think, can be a top 10 point guard in the sport next season. We will see what he decides to do. He's of Colorado State. Deron Holmes got his name out of Dayton into the portal or into the portal, into the uh, draft pool uh, in the final day. We'll see on that. Malachi Smith of Gonzaga. That one seems a little bit foggy. And then two more big guys. One, Coleman Hawkins. I love his potential in general. I would love to see him back. And then Manny Bates had some real flash at NC State, kind of played in obscurity as anticipated last year at Butler. He is also in the pool for, uh, for early NBA entry. There are obviously many, many other names, but those are some of the guys that are not definitely gone. And a lot of those guys either conceivably should be coming back or they've got close to 50-50 decisions on whether they do so. Did I forget any? Do you have any thoughts on any of those names, GP? So uh, let me ask you this. I haven't done this exercise yet. I'll get to it this afternoon. Can I just say Oscar Shibway or Drew Timmy? Because I think they should come back to school because they could make a lot of money in school. Can I just, can those be my guys? They can be your guys. Drew Timmy's done though. He's not coming back. I mean, I, I know, I know, but I, I yeah, like, I know, yeah. but that's not the question. The question okay. is, who do you think would be best served coming back? Oh. And my answer will forever be Drew Timmy. <laughs> I don't care um, what he's doing. I think he would be better served to come back. I know he doesn't want to, and that's fine too. But I think, I think he, if he were my son, and he was really unsure and asked for my advice, I would sure. say, yeah. I would say, if he were my son and he was certain. Dad, I'm just Imagine done Drew with Timmy being your son, by the way. What if Drew Timmy was my son? Wouldn't yeah, that be something? You guys have a lot in common, that's for sure. But look, we nothing do else. have a lot in common. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's Drew, true. Tammy and I, I yeah. listen. If Drew, I, I saw, if Drew Timmy my son, and he and he wanted, he said, "Dad, I'm just done with college. I don't care what's right or what's wrong. I'm just, I can't. I do not want to go back." I'd say, "Absolutely, let's go. Then we're done with college." But if he said, "Dad, I don't know what to do. If you were me, what would you do?" I would say, "You're asking for my advice." He'd say, "Yes." I'd say, "Well, my son, Drew Timmy, mm. if I were you, I would put a big number in front of Gonzaga and." Uh, Tell them if they can get you there, you'll be back in school for one more season. That's my advice. That's I think I think that's that's how you would be better served. I saw him and I, get a sitless vape pen if you're gonna smoke. I saw him. I would also tell him that. stir some souls at that combine five on five a year ago. I think those images have been uh, floating heavily in his head and uh, in recent in recent weeks there, but. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know if Drew Timmy is going to be better served. Like his game overall, his 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 bank account might be, but I think he's I think he's done what he needs to do. And I don't know what the future holds for him. Like, but I I would not put it out of out of the realm of possibility that he 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 makes it in the NBA and and he can stick. Not that he's going to be some superstar or anything like that, but he's uh defensively I understand, but I I think he's got he's got a spot as a, as a role player there. There's something. Something about his game that I think uh, that I think sets him up sets him up decently well, but we'll have to uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, you think Drew Timmy has a scentless fate pin? No, I have no idea. I I <laughs> I don't know. I think if Drew Timmy, I don't think Drew Timmy uh, smokes uh, cigarettes now. But if Drew Timmy was around in like 1977, there'd be a hundred percent. Like you just already know, like he's you know that's part of the equation. But it's not now, and I'm not going to. Uh, indict the man's uh, character or, or, or physical attributes. Are you suggesting that having a scentless vape pen says something about your character? I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking straight up darts. Okay. Lung darts. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not, I'm not in on this vape pen stuff. Don't, I couldn't be more lost on that. Yeah. You see, you seem well-versed on it though. Well, scentless, it means you can't smell it. That's I'm what aware. scentless means. I'm aware. It, it means you can't smell it. So just say you're sitting in a passenger seat of a car, you're scentless, Cops, even if they approach your car, they can't smell nothing. So then they have no, they can't search nothing. And then you never get arrested your whole life. The combine is May 15th through 21st. Uh, the deadline to withdraw from the NBA draft is the end of May, May 31. So we're going to have plenty of time before we get to that point with all of those guys. I think that's all I got. You got anything else? No, I think that's all. I think I I've got one more. I got one quick one for I you. Think I've, you I think I've said everything I need to say. I got one quick one before we get out of here. Our friend Pat Forty had a story up on Monday, and this is mostly about football, but it does impact basketball as well. I want your opinion on it. So the SEC is going to deliberate at its spring meetings in about a month or a little less than a month, whether or not it should institute a new policy that would for, that would attempt to... <laughs> It would attempt to curb the number of field storms, but also court storming in college basketball and in college football. And in uh, and, and doing so would the one, one potential thing, I don't know if you saw this or not, but would be, let's say, let's say South Carolina upsets an undefeated Kentucky team with a young man whose first name is, I don't know, Devin, right? And it's an undefeated Kentucky team and it's got such tremendous potential. It's got future lottery picks on its roster. And in doing so, South Carolina's fans, they just storm the floor in, in glory and, 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 and gleefully uh, flood the floor. Well, 
one potential scenario would be if you do that moving forward in the SEC and instead of or in addition to just a hefty six figure fine, um, you will lose your next scheduled home game against that opponent, which means a ton in football because you play a shortened schedule. But that would mean theoretically that if South Carolina upset Kentucky and stormed the floor, then the next year, if it was scheduled to play uh, a home game against Kentucky or its next scheduled home game against Kentucky would be turned instead into a road game against Kentucky. Are you in favor of this trial balloon that's being tossed out there by the SEC? No, it seems like they're doing too much. Like, how about this? And I used to be anti-court storm, anti-field storm, strictly because people can and do get hurt during these things. Um, now I'm at a point where I just don't care anymore. Like I'm only worried about my kids and I tell my kids <laughs> never okay. to storm a court. So I don't care anymore. Like if you want to storm a court, storm a court. If you end up paralyzed from the neck down, hey, I wrote a column one time telling you not to do it. So from my perspective, like you don't have to start manipulating schedules to serve as punishment for things like this. How about this? You're not allowed on the court. If you get on the court, you are uh, in a place you're literally not legally allowed to be, and you will be arrested and charged. Okay, with they, don't have, they don't have the manpower to arrest everyone. I mean, that's a good idea in theory, but they are, are you kidding me? The yellow jacket's going to be going to be cuffing people. That's not that's not especially on a football field. Fifteen thousand people. You got to arrest fifteen thousand people. That's not going to happen. <laughs> you have to arrest fifteen thousand people. <laughs> that that's what you need to do. Like if, yeah. You just have to tell people this is not okay anymore, and we can't catch all of you. But if we catch you, you will get arrested for this. Okay. But you, and you know what they would say to that? They would have your approach. I don't care. <laughs> it's nineteen-year-olds in college. They don't care. That's the whole point. I, I just I, I saw it out there. Well, like you don't, don't have the NBA it. doesn't have to say if well, I, uh, I, if the I Lakers don't. beat the Grizzlies in overtime and the Crypto.com Arena court is stormed, then the Lakers will forfeit a home game against the Grizzlies oh, going forward. Like, this isn't a thing anywhere else. Because well, uh, it doesn't have the pageantry and passion of college sports. I know it's part of the, it's part of you know what what goes on. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It just it's just it's being floated out there only by the SEC as a reminder. I don't know if this all. I don't think it passes, but it, uh, you know, it, it, the, the fines are not stopping people. The fines have, have reached the point where this happens, and then you know, school athletic directors and presidents proudly put out statements saying, "We don't care. We'll pay this thing. It doesn't matter." Two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and so they are looking into possible changes for it. it's mostly for football, but it actually would apply to basketball as well. And you would have, if it was instituted, you might have the rare situation where a two teams in the SEC would wind up playing. It wouldn't be a home and home. It would just be a, an away away or a home home because you would lose if you played twice in the same season. You'd have to do that. So, yeah, this I don't is- like I don't like messing with schedules based off yeah. of people doing something you've asked them not to do and they're not supposed to do. I'm in favor of mass arrest. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Mass incarceration. Gary yes. Ferris endorses it. Okay. Yes, I'm endorsing mass incarceration yeah, okay. yes. for court stormers and field stormers. We yeah. should build more prisons. Yeah. Mm. And put this is court this is stormers. Quite the draconian turn for you on this episode, man. I can't say I saw this coming. Yeah. I didn't realize you were such an authoritarian. Let's, okay. let's clean the prisons of people with marijuana charges and swap and them in college sophomores. Yes. Okay. And, and replace them with people who storm fields in courts. I should run on that we've, as, a, we've, in, we've as an independent. Yeah. I should run on that as an independent politician. Why did I even bring this up? I don't know. Let's go. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Huck Larnell. 
Thank you guys once again for listening to the Island College Basketball Podcast. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe anyway you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple and Spotify at Apple. Five stars, nice review. There's more of us than there are of them. Ooh, I got one thing before we get out of here. Okay. Uh, good, good response uh, to my request for advice on, on the trips. Because uh, my wife and I, listen, we don't, we don't take international trips often. We went to Italy nine years ago, haven't gone anywhere since. So we're looking forward to spending our 10-year anniversary together and taking a trip. We have decided okay. a, lot of, a lot of good stuff on Amsterdam, Copenhagen, Ireland. Very intriguing. But oh, you know what you can do in Amsterdam, don't you? I know, I know. Sitless vape pens yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Got and it. hookers. We are, we are, we have decided. I think we're just going to do because we want to do see all of Iceland. So a few people said, "Listen, if you're going to Iceland, you can go for three or four days. That's fine. But if you really want to see Iceland, like you really need to dedicate like at least a week to it." So we've decided we are going to we are going to do that. So I wanted to appreciate. I want to send a note of thanks to everyone that sent their kind uh, their kind advice and tips and all that. And a lot of that stuff will be saved for the future because uh, ideally we get to go again at some point. So there we go. I've never, never been, been to Iceland? Iceland. Never. I've never been to Iceland. Never That's even stupid. thought about going to Iceland. Looks really intriguing, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that'll be uh, that'll be sometime in the in the fall, though. So can't believe free, I let free you season post summer. Yeah. Can't believe I let you beat me to Iceland. You know what? I That's should go this summer. Beat just me to beat you there. I should. Yeah, go this you summer. want to beat me? <laughs> yeah. I should, just, I should text my wife yeah, now and be like, right hey, now. Hey, listen, gonna... we're we're going to Iceland. We're not going to let dead leg beat us to Iceland. All right. <laughs> I think you need to go back to Amsterdam. Trip number three for you. I think that's what you need. I enjoy Amsterdam. We've had a good time there. Yeah. So if you are listening and you have been to Iceland, continue. Shouts to CBS at gmail.com. You can send more because uh, we are in the process of, of booking what we need to book there. But uh, but yeah, there we go. So it, uh, I'm excited. I'm where excited you for you. Where, you. where are you going? You're going somewhere. We, um, we, we, we have not. We don't have anything planned right now, but we are planning to go see our exchange students. One. Oh yeah, you told me that on the on our, on our flight adventure together. You told yeah. me. Yeah, one from Germany, one from Italy. They're both over there. Are German. I mean, we don't possess her, but we yeah, consider her say, like part German. of our family. Yeah. Our German just had a baby, so we want to go see the baby, and uh, so we're going to do that at some point. And- we're going We've to been doing this podcast so long that you talked about the German exchange student when she was like living with you and she was 17 and now she has a baby. Now she has a baby, right? She's doing well. She's doing great. They're both doing great. So we're going to do that. My, my wife and my buddy talked us into a weekend trip to Minneapolis for Taylor Swift. I know you're Swift. looking forward to that. That'll be fun. We're actually going to have fun. Drop, yeah, we're, drop, you know, 2K on Taylor Swift tickets ain't no thing for GP. I wish it was only 2K. <laughs> I'd be thrilled if it was only. I saw. Two we can get out of here real quick. You know, it's Tuesday episode. And we're out of here way under an hour, so you should be thankful. But I did see. Yes, you one should be two. appreciative that we're rambling and babbling for yeah, no that's reason. Right. That's right. I did see one or two of these things uh, shared recently, where these people are paying all this money to go see Taylor Swift. They're paying all this money, and they get there, and what do they have when they arrive? Either right next to them, behind them, in front of them, it's just some fifteen-year-old girl scream crying her heart out for two straight hours. Oh wow. That's part of the deal. You got to know going in, though. You got to know. You can't. Yeah. Be, I, it's, I, yeah. I assume that's part of the deal. So yep. we're doing that. We'll play the TPC course in Minneapolis. So that'll be fun. So, uh, and then we'll do a beach thing at some point, you know, like, you know, because. Well, if you're going, people. listen, if you're going over to Germany, it's pretty simple. Hmm. Do a one day layover in Iceland. Beat me there. Okay. 
<laughs> don't think don't think I'm not ridiculous enough to, to go spend a day in Iceland just to do it. <laughs> I, I do dumb stuff like that all the time. Can't beat uh, the I man want, in four and one, but he can beat you to Iceland. I'll get the That's Iceland true. before you. That's true. Listen, I want the thing is I want the scouting report. So you are encouraged to do this. Yeah, the only thing I I'll go to Iceland, check into a Marriott, sit at the hotel bar, go back to the airport. I've already I've checked out the Marriott situation. I can give you some tips on that. So yeah. Nice Marriott situation in oh, Iceland. There's, there's a few solid yeah, yeah, there's a few solid ones. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Courtyard. I want, continue to send your tips. Courtyard though, Iceland. Uh, well, there is that. That's near the airport. You don't want that. You want Reykjavik. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Preaching to the choir. All right. There we go. Let's we'll go. talk to you again sometime soon. Till then, take care.